This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. So also plants react to the light. So when you have a street light next to the tree, you can see the branches next to the light sometimes dry. The leaves go stay green where the other part of the tree uh, leaves fall off on that little piece of the tree, part of the tree, the uh, leaves stay green and then they fall off in the wrong time. So uh, the tree, a lot of trees also have problems and plants with uh, artificial lights, which I never thought it's possible. But do you know the reason why the, the, the leaves fall off when they are close to artificial lights? Because they, the light, they have, they must have some kind of light receptors, and they think it's a day. So they they react to the length of the day. So instead of having shorter and shorter days before the fall, and that's the trigger that the leaves will fall and the sap goes down, they don't have that information. So. Uh, that they think still it's uh, summer, and then uh, and then everything freezes. So the sap freezes, and the branches become brittle, and uh, there are problems falling off or the whole tree weakening. And... I was just going to ask. So, do you know? I know that here where I am, a lot of people like to put those solar lights in their gardens. Um, they absorb the sun in the day and then they light up the path or they light up the garden in the night. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so is that not a good idea then for the plants that are around that light? Uh, yeah. And even gardeners, uh, the professional gardeners know about it because in nurseries, they now are figuring out which plants can stand the nightlight more than the other plants. So they pick different plants for uh, these places where there is a lot of uh, artificial light. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a problem. The biggest problem is for trees because they, uh, they get damaged by the light. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, not only light costs a lot of, uh, we have to use a lot of energy to keep them lit, but uh, it really, creates havoc on animals and people and nature. Even for the birds, uh, when there are these uh, big laser beams going up to the sky for advertisement and all that stuff, the birds navigate also, the moon is their, the point they navigate around. So if there is this strong light, they get confused and they start circling that uh, light and uh and a lot of them i i think i heard there was in new york there was a lot of dead birds when they had the laser lights and uh for after 9 11 so they had to wow. turn them down so that's and the last one which for me was the most disturbing was about um insect that insect gets confused and a lot of insect dies and then the birds don't have food and uh, the cycle is broken. So it's, uh, it's sad. And 
I'm hoping that people will start paying attention, more attention to light now, not only because of energetic uh, usage, but use of energy, but also how wow. it influences us. And at Christmas, of course, he, at least here, everyone's got extra light up yeah. for Christmas everywhere. <laughs> yeah. oh, my friend, um, uh, she's a chronobiologist, and she was saying, yeah, no wonder everybody is angry and frustrated because all the lights, they, they, their circadian rhythms are all off. <laughs> wow. And here I thought it was the cookies, <laughs> the eggnog. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, research has been done for a long time. I think from 50s, they started uh, researching the chronobiology and, and influences on people and nature, and we don't hear much about it. There, off I know, there are two organizations. One is Daylight Academy, and the other one is International Dark dark sky association and so those two talk about these problems and uh what's wow. going on if anybody's interested you've been listening to carbon sessions a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world we'd love you to join the carbon sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are this is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.